All right, welcome back to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. Uh, on this podcast, we've got a bit of a bit of a different approach. You might, if you were still listening to us time last year, recognize it. So it's a bit of a wrap up, um, and I look forward to next year. We're going to uh, get some insights, I guess, from the BBIT instructors themselves as to their biggest biggest wins, the biggest things they've got out of the year. I guess just whatever. Um, you guys as the instructors feel feel might be quite interesting to share really welcome to the black belt and thinking podcast i'm peter cronin lead presenter of the black belt and thinking this is a podcast where we look at all things to do with thinking faster and acting more purposefully i interview experts in their field to try and provide you with the insights to the way they think and the tools and processes they use on a day-to-day basis if you find value in this podcast love for you to share it with others uh, so what we'll do for anyone listening is we, we're on a call with the, the BBIT team and we're all just going to go around and, and share, yeah, the key things we got out got out of the year. All right, so we'll start with you, Luke. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I think this year has been really great. Um, one of the big things, and I, I sent some numbers through to you, Peter, as well, that uh, it's been great to see how much we've grown in the last year and I think um, we have almost doubled the amount of people if not a little bit more um, that we did this year as opposed to last year which is great to see um, so many different people coming onto the course um, learning a lot taking a lot out away from it um, and also signing up to I guess the next couple of levels as well which is cool to see Um, I think one of the biggest wins for me has been the the mentor sessions that we've been running this year Um, we kind of changed from kind of making well not making people come but giving them like a set time and we opened it up to a whole bunch of different times throughout the week that people can kind of pop into drop into um, whenever suits their schedule Um, and just being able to see people come to those sessions um, with questions um, but also engage with other participants um, which is something we thought we may have lost going from the in-person, but we've seen a lot of engagement in those sessions between participants, um, learning off each other, asking questions, but also kind of joking um, as well, which has been cool to see. So um, I think that's been my biggest takeaway is just kind of people being on the mentor sessions and then even afterwards saying that they got a lot out of it. Um, is not only rewarding for us as instructors because we're kind of the ones leading those sessions, but it's also good to see, um, I guess we get to see their faces, but also get to see them see, see them learning. Um, and often they bring their own kind of problems to the session that we can then solve as a group. So that's my biggest kind of win. Mm. It's been quite fun too, isn't it? Like those mentor sessions. Yeah, you, you get some interesting kind of problems that kind of people bring that might be actually real life in their business or their life um, and helping them kind of, I guess, solve that and come up with a solution for them. Um, it's kind of cool cool to be a part of, cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, it's always good, eh, <laughs> when you're solving stuff. Um, something people have shown up with, obviously, because it's on their mind as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's good. All right. Um, I'll go next. So for me, I, I guess it centers a little around the uh, the cause and change uh, course 
the third part that we have uh, have got done. So it was really good to to get that done. And I think how well it went for the first run through um, was really good. Foundations came a long way. You know, I don't even think we called it that when we first ran it. Uh, and then reality engineering took a little, took a few few times to get right. And we've definitely got some changes to make for causing change, but I guess we've learned, we've all learned a lot over the last couple of years. So that was really good that it ran smoothly. But just to get a bit more specific with that, there's a there's a tool for those of you who haven't done the course or, or have done foundations, um, but maybe, maybe not some of the rest of the, the course. There's a tool called... Um, transition, we call it transition logic now, but transition trees, transition tables, uh, that's all about, well, about a number of things. It's a very useful tool. It's about delegating. It's about basically focusing on effects rather than actions, which comes through a lot of the tools. But it's about, if you were, if you were to delegate something to someone, you, uh, it's far more effective to give someone the effect and then recommend an action to them rather than tell them the action to do. And that's for a number of reasons, such as if they can't do that action, they can find something else appropriate um, or they can use their own experience, intuition, all that sort of thing. And another key element we had there of the logic, which is kind of like an assumption, like why is that the best action uh, or why am I recommending that action to cause that effect? And that also documents your, um, your intuition as the experienced person. So it's great for standard operating procedures. It's great for, for training. It's great for, uh, for, for a number of things. But it's often sort of overlooked as a tool. Um, and actually, when you, when you look into it, it's, it's, it's really not used very much because for some reason, it's really, really hard to get your head around. Um, we've always struggled to kind of teach it and people seem to struggle to pick it up. Myself included, I think it took me a couple of EVITs before I really, really got it. And I don't know how the rest of you feel about transition logic, but it seems to be one of those things that once you get it, you go, oh, this makes so much sense and it's really useful and it's really powerful. But it, I don't know, it seems awkward to try and sort of understand at first. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely a, a moment where you click. There's definitely an aha moment with that. It's not yeah. like something you can slowly work up towards. It's yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's it's often, as I say, overlooked, and it's often not used that much after the course. People might not really get it, but, but there's a lot of potential in it. Um, and I guess probably my biggest win of the year for this whole course is we, I, I guess, started from scratch on how to how to sort of teach it and in, in causing change, and it went really well. In fact, a few people commented that it just made sense. It was really easy. And most impressively, their examples were really good. And it feels like a huge breakthrough that we're, you know, over the years we've taught it, we've tried different ways of doing it. But in the in-person course, people people got it. But not to the level I think they, they got it. They get it now. Or they got it in this course. And I think that's massive because I think it's a really, really useful tool. You know, here's the effect I want. Uh, here's the, the recommended action and here's the logic as to why that action. And I say that because it's one of these tools that can be true, but not useful. So it's easy to get it correct, but it's hard to make it useful. And maybe that's why it's hard to get. So, so what you'd often see with people's first, 
first usages of it would be things like, oh, uh, uh, you know, it, if I want the effect of being outside, then I go through the door, take the action to go through the door, and the logic is the door is the best way to get outside sort of thing. It's like, okay, well, all of that's probably true, but it doesn't really, doesn't really help anything. As opposed to, oh, I'm going to come up with this top of my head now, but something like um, in order to, well, the effect I want is, um, I don't know, healthy vitamin D levels, uh, then the action is to go outside because, you know, the, the sun can provide you with healthy vitamin D levels in 10 minutes or something like that. You know, it, it adds a lot more and, and it still allows for alternate actions. Maybe you could take vitamin D tablets if, you know, you were in northern Scandinavia in winter or something and you can't go outside and get the sun. But the, the key thing is that it, that it adds that. And I just noticed through a lot of examples, like somebody had one about building a, a, a koi pond. And I've never considered building a koi pond in my entire life. But I feel like I have a much better understanding of it <laughs> now because I, I read through Mark and this guy's uh, transition table and it was really good. And all the, all the logic adds to it. It's not just, oh, yeah, okay, well, you do that because I guess you would. Yes, you appreciate why it's there. So this is a bit, bit of a rant about a specific tool, but I think it's a huge breakthrough for such a useful thing. And it's that we sort of feel like we've cracked it a bit. So that's, that's, that's definitely mine. Um, that people are, they're not finding it like this hard, outrageous tool. They're just going, oh, this is really useful and it makes sense and I've done it. Which is, uh, yeah, great step forward. I, I even felt that way with MBRs with the Causing Change course as well. Because I mean, like oh, just yeah. for anyone who doesn't know, like as instructors, we go through all the, the new courses, um, obviously before we teach them. And uh, with uh, the uh, the stuff around negative side effects, I mean, you were usually doing a lot of that stuff towards the end of the in-person course and just having a whole month to go through that and to see you, Peter, go through that in much more detail, I think was really awesome. You know, it's just, it was a lot more detailed and there was just a lot more time, I think, to, to just to process it and to, encounter actual situations in life throughout the weeks as well um that you could use for example so i think all of that was really awesome okay oh thanks uh, i mean it's probably another prime example right mbrs of a tool that doesn't get used enough i mean how many decisions do we make oh ah, oh, there's this negative side effect i won't do it rather than just figuring out how to find a way around the negative side effects so you can still get the win sort of thing mm. um so yeah, no, you're right. That's another, another really useful one. This podcast is brought to you by the BBIT. If you want to improve your own thinking and problem-solving skills, visit blackboutandthinking.com to sign up now. All right, Lauren. Yeah, so <clears throat> I was, um, sorry, I joined the BBIT team this year um, as course director, which was a great opportunity. It's kind of been good to see what's happening behind the scenes. I've always been known about BBIT and what it involves and the courses and things like that, but it was great to experience it firsthand. Um, I was lucky enough to jump on one of the foundations courses this year um, and get a bit of a refresher on some of the modules and tools that we use. Um, I had a few problems that I needed to deal with and um, a lot of the tools actually helped me to resolve them. Um, to reiterate what 
uh, Luke said, the mentor sessions um, were really good. Um, being a participant, it was great to jump on board and um, have a look and see kind of live examples happening um, as well as doing the videos and um, other stuff as well. Um, so yeah, it was, it's been a really great year. I think um, a win for us is that um, from a few of the cohorts, we've had some really good um, testimonials and people um, speaking highly of the courses, um, especially for foundations. Um, we've had, you know, people recommending the courses to friends and family and um, other work colleagues. So it's just been great to see a lot of people come through um, this year. Nice. Yeah, it's been good to good to good to have you on the team, and as you say, getting involved from the other end because you obviously did the uh, the in person course probably the last one or maybe second to last one. Yeah, I think it was the second last one before um, COVID hit and changes had to be made, and um, it was good. But it's yeah, it's been good to kind of see the changes made for um, the online version as well. So we'll be cool. seeing you on RE and uh, causing change next year. Yes, looking forward to it. <laughs> Nice. All right, Bruce. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Peter. Um, I've got three things in my mind really uh, about this. One is um, just continuing to be involved in BBIT generally, for me, is a, is a big plus. I, I have huge respect for the tools. Uh, I like what they do and how they try and do it. I like how they're applied. And uh, I, I think they have at the risk of overstating things a bit, <laughs> they, have, they have the potential to change the world, really, for the better. And, and I really like that, and I, uh, I think about it every time that I'm involved with the tools, whether I'm trying to use one myself or whether I'm trying to uh, explain it to somebody else or whatever. So that's, that's, that's my biggie, really, is the power of the tools themselves. Um, my second one is, and... and and this goes right through everything as well, is the variety of people that you meet uh, on the courses. I mean, you're meeting, uh, you're meeting people in, in very senior roles and maybe sometimes not so senior roles. You're meeting business owners. You're meeting CFOs, CEOs, developers, uh, marketing people uh, from literally all over the world. Uh, from from Europe, from the UK, from the USA, from South America, from South Africa, from various other places, and 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 two things about that: one is how similar many of our problems are, and the other thing is how different, in other respects, many of our problems are, uh, particularly if they're related to to sort of local things. So that's my that's my third that's my second sort of key element here. But my third one, and the most important one, I think, is a eureka moment that, I, that I've that i had, and I think most of us have had during this year. And that is that the online course, I'm talking particularly about foundations, because that's the one I know the best, but the online course, I now see as superior to the face-to-face. -face. And up until about halfway through this year, I've always thought of it as a stopgap this is something we've got to do until COVID allows us to get back together face-to-face -to -face again. But I now think it's superior. I think that the ability for people to do a bit of work, maybe spend an hour or so doing an exercise or whatever, and then have time to go away and maybe apply it or maybe just reflect on it 
or maybe think about something different for the next <laughs> 23 hours. I think all of that is valuable. And although I think most of us who did the face-to-face -face courses appreciated the challenge of those eight or six or whatever it was in the end, consecutive days, and it was a challenge, I think that the, the cognitive overload probably stopped us getting as much benefit as we could out of those face-to-face -face ones. And so I'm now an absolute fan of the online stuff, mainly because of the time it gives people to reflect on what they've done and what they're thinking and to, to plan the next stage. And I think that's a, that's a, much, a much better way of dealing with it. I do miss the face-to-face -face ones. I miss the interactions with people. I miss the, and, I, and I've got two in my mind as I'm saying this, the massive eureka moments that we that we've had a couple of times where people have leapt up out of their desks and said well mostly said profanities but then <laughs> and then said i've got it i've got it i've finally got it i know what the situation is and i've got two people in mind who who really stick in my mind for that so we'll miss that and who knows one day one day it might be possible that you get to get people who have done the online courses get them together and and have a day or two days and uh, and just reflect on things and and talk about how the tools are helping them and how they can help other people into the future but that's that's my that's my key thing for this year i now i now am totally convinced online is the way to go with this course i think yeah. we even see it in some of the um i mean we're on a lot of calls together, Bruce. And sometimes when uh, we always start off like some of the calls that we say, saying, do you have any questions, you know, regarding this week or the weeks before working? It's actually quite often this year that we've had people come, oh, not a question, but I actually was using the tool and I solved this problem. And then we actually go into a bit of storytelling. Yeah, uh, yeah. People and telling right. stories about what they've solved um, in the week previous to using the tools. Or, I mean, yep. even even this week we were talking about um, prerequisite trees and a guy was like, oh, I've actually um, got a lot of situations right now that I'm thinking of that I'm going to go away and apply this tool to um, in my work um, and even some retrospectively. So I think, I think you're right that just having to stretch out the course a bit gives people the opportunity to, and I think also how the course is um, set out with, people having to use their own examples for exercises. Um, people are solving real life problems that they have um, throughout the whole five to six weeks that they're doing the course, which is which is cool. And telling us about it, which is even better. Yep, to totally agree, Luke. Yep. I can agree with you there. I feel like using the tools um, while I was doing the course, I definitely solved a few problems and talking to family members and hearing their problems, I'm like, let's use these tools and work it out and felt like I did um, help them make some good decisions. That's cool. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to apply it as you go rather than being locked away in the, a little bit of the theoretical realm. Um, not that we didn't have people that were sort of like, you know, implementing stuff at the BBIT uh, back in the day, but yeah, you're right. Having the time to, think through things and then yeah having the time to actually apply it as, as you go in the real world is um seems to have made a massive massive change i think especially in the the understanding and the use of of the tools and everything post course which is of course you know one of the primary effects we're going for 
All right. Jared. All right. Yeah. Um, just thinking, Bruce, if you are missing some of those Eureka or aha moments, um, should jump into the, uh, help me out with the uh, RE re courses because we had had some of those with people identifying um core problems which was uh which was pretty cool and i think that's probably where uh, a lot of my wins probably come from um with that i guess um peter and ben sort of building out that course and then uh handing that over to me to to um sort of deliver um and that's really all about systems thinking and seeing how um you know things sort of connect to other things um and you know it's all driven by kind of a core problem um and it's quite interesting because you see sometimes uh um i guess we think that the best way to solve a problem is to isolate it and to try and solve it in one you know just focus on it and solve it but sometimes we can't do that you know sometimes problems are connected to other things your performance at work can be connected to your sleep your diet you know all these other things they all sort of interconnect um and so it's actually sometimes by focusing on all things that uh all problems become easier to solve you can kind of identify a, a core a core problem or something um and so we had people go through this this analysis and just really um you know build out these sort of networks of how these different areas of of their subjects um you know relate to one another um and yeah we've had a couple of people just go through their final application um actually today um and yeah it looks like someone we're helping someone buy a car that was uh something that i thought was pretty cool and they just had i think uh three three sort of key solutions there to that uh including um you know getting a good deal on on their current car and selling that and also they they uh travel with family a lot so they're thinking actually about um buying a car with family um to help get the get the car they sort of want so i thought all of that stuff was really really cool and it was just by seeing these different areas of their life like um you know pay rises and then getting their car in good condition to sell and just setting everything up so that they can uh get that car uh another cool one actually was um from this guy who um uh he really felt like he wanted to do everything at 100 percent. and so we looked at different areas of his life you know he had basketball um uh in terms of his work you know doing a lot of stuff at work uh growing that way and also learning outside of work and everything as well um and with everything we saw this common uh conflict of um does he push himself to 100% but then he he has some kind of uh has some kind of effect on his body whether it's less sleep or um old injuries coming back to the surface with basketball and so he feels like he needs to kind of tone it down a bit and he sort of had this epiphany that um actually going 100% isn't his actual 100% is actually 80% is the is the real 100% or he will get better results if he goes at 80% long-term than what he would do if he um, went at 100% and exhausted himself. So um, he sort of built a plan around that. And it's just really cool to see these sort of uh, core assumptions that affect all areas of life. Um, uh, you know, people kind of identifying those and 
being able to shape them and change them. Uh, so that's been really rewarding with the, uh, with the RE stuff. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's always always interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, it's easy to solve an isolated... Well, it's not easy to solve isolated problems, I shouldn't say that. But often, I guess it tends to be. Um, but yeah, when you start looking at interconnected problems and then digging down a layer below that and finding those, yeah, assumptions you've just you've just made and never really checked. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> You don't even you're not even aware you've made them half the time. You're writing down, you go, yeah, I guess I am acting like that, but mm. why? Um, and of course, those ones are frustrating to share with others because people are like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I would have done that. <laughs> I would have done that ages ago. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. okay, well, how come you don't? Have, how come you still got plenty of problems in your life? You know, <laughs> if yeah, you're, if you're so clever. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, I think uh, it's been, yeah, I think actually looking at these cross links in the analysis that we do, I think that's just been really fun. I've found that, yeah, really fun. And people just having more time to do it as well and to go through it. And yeah, it's been a really good, really good course. Yeah, good. Oh, nice. All right. Well, that's everyone. Has anyone got any, uh, I don't know, just listening to everyone else, is anything they want to add before we? Before we wrap it up yeah i'd just like to chip in with one thing peter um yep. uh, i think people have alluded to this but uh, i'd like to give uh and i don't know who's involved so so i'm saying this with a completely open mind i'd like to give credit to those who put the course together and improved it i suspect it might be you and ben but there might be others involved that i don't even know about but uh i think speaking again for foundations it's the one i know the best it seems to be running particularly smoothly now. Every so often I go back and I relook at a video or I go back and look at the common errors page or whatever, and everything just seems to hang together particularly well. So I think it's a credit to all those who are involved in doing it. So whoever it was, good on them. <laughs> yeah, I, I think mostly Ben uh, for, for course structure and improvements and things that's sort of where his focus is unfortunately he can't be on this call because he's busy doing exactly that on a call with somebody else <laughs> <laughs> okay no doubt you'll pass it on yeah we'll do and of course um kim who we have mentioned uh you know who's uh taken over our videos this year and has done a great job of of improving the quality particularly of the the graphics and things adding to the uh the, how clear i guess they are to, to understand everything super Cool. All right. Well, thanks for that, everyone. And hopefully, hopefully that was sort of interesting <laughs> or inspiring, maybe even to, to those of you listening in. And uh, yeah, looking forward to, to next year and, and the further develops, developments we make, and and uh, all the the wins participants get out of the course as well. All those all those breakthroughs and those problems solved and everything. All right. Thanks, everyone. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh,